Welcome to Session 2 in the Finger Lakes Geriatric Education Center's Promoting Pain Self-Management program. The first session provided an overview of the program and provided the rationale for a self-management approach. In this session, we will cover two important topics. The first, goal setting, has the patient looking forward several months to something he or she can't do now but would like to. The second, pleasant activity scheduling, focuses on the here and now to get some fun into life. On the website, you will find some handout materials that may be useful when working with your patients. Having a goal gives us something to work for, providing a bit of motivation to stay active and keep working to get better. As healthcare providers, sometimes when we ask a patient who has pain what his goal is, we hear, I want to be pain-free. While this may be what the patient truly wants, sometimes it's just not achievable. Even if achievable, a goal of being pain-free is not helpful because it focuses on the pain rather than on something more positive. Effective goals focus on activities rather than pain intensity. So with this program, we want the patient to focus on some functional thing he or she wants to be able to do in two or three months. The goal should be something that the patient can't do now but is likely to be able to accomplish. Maybe he wants to be able to walk to the corner store to get the newspaper and have some coffee with some friends. Perhaps she wants to be able to go play bridge with some friends at the senior center. Some goals may be very specific to the individual. There may be a family celebration, for example, that the patient would like to attend. Once the patient has selected a goal or two, have them write it down. Goals that are written are much more likely to be achieved. Some patients may have a hard time with this exercise, and it may take a while for them to come up with appropriate goals. Perhaps they are too anxious or fixated on their pain to think about being able to do anything else. It may be helpful to review the goal-setting handout sheet with the patient and ask him or her to complete it before your next visit. After setting a goal, it's important to analyze it. What are the problems that the patient has now that interfere with the ability to do the activity? Help the patient identify all the problems or barriers, both physical and otherwise. Perhaps she has trouble holding cards because of her arthritis. If the senior center is far away, is transportation an issue? Maybe there's a knowledge barrier, like perhaps she doesn't really know how to play bridge all that well, even though she'd like to. Once all of the problems are listed, the patient should begin to formulate a plan for each barrier. Again, writing these down will make it more likely that the plans will be remembered and accomplished. Our future bridge player may make a plan to check into the bus schedule or contact the senior center to see if transportation is available. She may also ask there about beginning bridge classes or talk with a friend about getting a gadget for holding her cards. The gentleman who wants to walk down to the corner store to get the newspaper and have coffee with his friends may need to walk a quarter mile to get there and perhaps now he can only walk about 200 feet before he tires out. Gradually increasing walking distances is a logical start. As the healthcare provider, it is not your job to fix the patient's problems by making the phone calls or finding a patient a ride here or there. Instead, you can be the facilitator. Once the patient has a good goal, you can help him or her identify current barriers and provide prompting for plans. 
On subsequent visits, it's important to check in to see how the patient is progressing. Did those phone calls get made? Is the bridge group on her schedule now? How far is he walking these days? Goal setting and analysis is not a one-time event. This three-part process is a life skill that will keep us always moving forward. Patients should be encouraged to be future-oriented to identify long-term goals, the barriers that make this a challenge, and plans for each of those barriers. It's a good idea for patients to write things down to emphasize the importance of the goal-setting process, to provide a structured approach to achieving the goal, and to serve as a concrete reminder that there are things worth striving for. Initially, you may provide the prompting and structure for the process, but eventually the patient should take over and hopefully will use this as a long-term strategy to keep moving ahead. Now let's turn to a more short-term strategy. Pleasant activity scheduling may seem like an odd technique for pain management, but it's actually quite important for many older adults who have pain problems. Most people who have pain tend to stop doing things that they enjoy. This happens for a number of reasons. Perhaps they are too tired to do their usual leisure activities. Maybe the activities themselves cause pain flare-ups. Patients with persistent pain problems often experience depression, and this limits their ability to enjoy life and do things that make them happy. Whatever the cause, your patient needs to learn that having pain should not preclude doing things that they enjoy. Doing something fun helps to focus the mind away from the pain, which is relief in itself. Research also supports the therapeutic value of happiness and laughter, both in terms of healing and pain control. Talking with your patient about the importance of doing something fun is a good first step. The trouble is, many times people have difficulty identifying activities that they enjoy. This is especially true after an illness or injury when former activities are no longer possible. A person who used to hike won't be able to do this immediately after a knee replacement, and it will likely be a long time before she can get back to the trails. Your role here is to help her identify new possibilities for fun activities. The patient handout lists a number of options, but this is only a starting point. There are lots of other activities out there. Some of the activities on the sheet may not be possible for your patient right now, and in fact may give them ideas of longer-term goals that they can strive for. However, it is important that the patient identify two or three things that she can do right away. Have her make some choices, and try to make sure that all the choices are not sedentary ones. Talk with the patient about when she will do the activity, and troubleshoot any problem areas. Then, the next time you see her, Ask her what she did. Make the patient accountable for following through on plans. This concludes the second session in promoting pain self-management. The next session addresses the use of deep breathing and general relaxation for pain management. Thank you for listening.